In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. My brethren, in every Mass, there is always a connection between the Epistle and the Gospel. They are not randomly chosen, but hand-picked by the Church in order to convey a very special message. In this way, there is a connection between the parable of the sower and the epistle of St. Paul that we just read. And it is precisely in this connection that resides the lesson that the Lord wants to teach us today. On this day, the Apostle St. Paul is placed before us as the model of this good ground, where the seed can bear good fruit. We can see in his life the fulfillment of the words of our Lord. The good ground bears fruit in patience. So in order to bear good fruit, we need patience. But what is patience? The word patience comes from the Latin patire, which means to suffer. So patience is the art of bearing well the sufferings of this life. In his letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul mentions many tribulations that he had to suffer, such as hunger. I think you say hunger, right? Hunger? Hunger. Sorry. Thirst, lack of sleep, cold, and pain. But in all his sufferings, St. Paul tried not to complain, but to suffer then for the love of God. And he would somehow even rejoice in the fact that he had something to suffer, that he had something to offer up to God. He would offer his sufferings as a spiritual sacrifice before our Lord. But there is something else. Besides all these ex exterior things that the Apostle had to suffer, 
He also mentions another type of suffering, a hidden one, that he himself called stimulus carnis, a thorn in the flesh. And here we could come to think that the apostle was talking about a sickness or some kind of injury in his body. However, our fathers in the faith have taught us the true meaning of these words of St. Paul. By the words, thorn in the flesh, St. Paul wanted to reveal the fact that he also had to struggle with temptations. And the temptations of the flesh. My brethren, I hope you don't get scandalized by what I say, but the fact is that the life of every single man here on earth is a battle. There is no one, and I mean no one, who does not have to fight against one enemy or another. All the saints had to fight. And I tell you that it was this very fight, this very battle, that made them victorious. Didn't our Lord himself go to the desert for 40 days to be tempted by the devil. But with our Lord there is a difference. In Christ, the temptations were only external, while for us, they also resonate inside. But we should know that temptations, that is to say, those bad suggestions that come either from the devil or from the world or from our own flesh, they are not sinful in themselves. Because to feel the temptation is not the same as to consent to the temptation. The devil can knock on the door, and sometimes he can even make a lot of noise. But as long as we don't open the doors, he remains outside. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, watch and pray if you don't want to fall into temptation. So we have to do two things, to watch and to pray. So we have to watch. It means that we have to be careful and avoid all the occasions that can provoke us to sin against God.
So we must avoid all places, things and persons that can be for us an occasion of sin. And it includes computers, telephone, internet, which can be so dangerous. So we have to watch, we have to remove from our lives and from the lives of our children anything that can be an occasion of sin. So the parents have to be very attentive to this obligation. Sometimes it seems that they are sleeping. But even then, it would not be enough. Because by ourselves, we are not able to resist all evil inclinations. We are too weak. And the temptations sometimes are too strong. And that's why we must also pray, watch and pray, and pray a lot not to fall into temptation. Because if we pray, our Lord Himself comes to our aid, and He gives us the remedy we need, His grace. Yes, my brethren, only by the grace of God we can resist temptations. Only by His grace we can be victorious. But there is even more. Because by the grace of God, all these temptations, which are occasions for us to fall, they can become occasions of merit and glory. Because every bad suggestion that we refuse, every temptation that we reject for the love of God, is a new precious stone that will be added to our crown of glory. Every little sacrifice will have its own reward. Each fight will have its own trophy. In this way, my brethren, if God allows temptations, if He places us in the battlefield, it's not because He doesn't care about us. But it is because He wants us to win the crown of victory. And how can we win this crown of victory? If we don't fight. So you see, we have to undergo many tribulations 
but it is for a higher purpose. So when you have to suffer, think of the goal. Think of heaven. Before original sin, roses didn't have thorns. But now they do. Sufferings, tribulations, they are part of this life. And here on earth, we cannot avoid them completely. It's true that we can always ask God to deliver us from our tribulations. But above all, what we need is submission to the will of God. God knows. He knows each one of our sufferings. He counts each one of our tears. And if He allows us to go through tribulations, it is for our own good. And we can be sure of that. God is our Father. And if He allows His children to suffer something, if He gives us a cross, He will give us, at the same time, all the strength we need to carry it. So we should not be afraid of the cross. Therefore, all the things we have to suffer help to prepare, to work the ground of our hearts so the seed of the Word of God may give good fruit in our lives. Whether our sufferings come from our own nature or from the devil, or from other people, it doesn't matter. What matters is that we decide to suffer whatever we may have to suffer, patiently, for the love of God. And that's how our sufferings enter into communion with the sufferings of our Lord. And that's how we can participate. We can participate in the passion of Christ. So every single tribulation and even temptations can make us enter into communion with the passion of our Lord. All these natural sufferings can become supernatural means of salvation. If we suffer then for the love of God, in union with Christ, and without attachment to sin. In this way, cold or hot weather 
hunger or thirst, pain, sickness of the body, or even temptations of the soul, whatever makes us suffer, can unite us more and more with the Lord by the decision we make to suffer these things for the love of God. This is the secret for our sufferings not to be in vain. And it is, this is the great message, the great lesson for today. To offer up our sufferings to God. On this earth we have to suffer anyway. Nobody can escape. So what we have to learn is to suffer well. With patience. And in this way our sufferings become beneficial to us. They become like spiritual treasures, spiritual gold, very valuable in the eyes of God. Because, as St. Paul says, if we participate in the sufferings of Christ, we shall also participate in His glory. So if we bear the cross with Christ, and only if we bear the cross with Christ, we will be one day in heaven with Him. So as we approach the holy season of Lent, I exhort you to walk in the path of the cross of Christ, uniting your sufferings with His sufferings. I know that during Lent, we have to choose something to offer up to God. That's true. However, if I may say, before looking for new penances, I would like to ask you to try, first of all, to bear the crosses that you already have in your life. But now, but from now on, with more patience, with more love for God, before looking for new crosses, try to carry well the ones that you already have. The crosses more pleasing to God are the ones we do not choose. So the cross of Christ is the heart of the gospel. The cross of Christ is the only way to heaven. So do not run away from your own salvation, but to try to embrace the mystery of the cross in your life. 
in whatever way it may present itself to you. We only have peace when we embrace, when we accept our cross. Because there is only one, only one way to be a true disciple of our Lord. When we take up our cross and follow Him until the end, there is no other way but to carry our cross. So let us not lose courage Because in the midst of our trials, the Lord is with us. He's helping us to carry our cross. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.